you and I both like Chicago in that. Yeah, I, I do. Bo- Unfortunately, and, we yeah. have to stand up to Zaz. I know. And let him know. <laughs> I know we do. And he may feel differently. Jonathan Zaslow, host of the Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast. Uh, let, let's dude, let's start with that, man. I just looking at where the Heat started this year to where they are now. What was and maybe there's multiple things that you saw. But maybe there was one that was just stood out more than the rest. What what happened? What caused all of this regression from the team that we saw a game away from going to the NBA Finals? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Why why, why aren't you picking the Heat? You don't, you don't think they're playing well right now? Like you're not you're <laughs> out of breath. But you, you don't you don't like how you don't like how they looked a couple of nights ago against <laughs> the Hawks team. Which, by the way, that Hawks team stinks. Okay, yeah. but you, you you I guess you don't like how the Heat looked the other night. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I can't biggest... believe I can't believe Zaz that they're five and a half point favorites. Can uh, I, you? I don't understand. That line stinks to me. Yeah, uh, well, it's it's easy to look at it and say the Bulls are three and zero against them. You know, right. it's easy to look at it and say the Bulls have won both games too in Miami this year. So how the heck can Miami be a five and a half point favorite? And maybe it's one of those deals where it's you know the Heat. All right, they're already the first number seven seed to lose a game in the play-in. So are they about to lose both games in the play-in? Are they allowed about to use, lose both games at home in the play-in? Are they going to go 0-4 against Chicago? Are they going to go 0-3 against Chicago in Miami? Like, there's a lot of stupid stuff there that I just mentioned, which I think would be a, a really imba- – like, I think the loss that he'd had the other night to Atlanta, it might sound like hyperbole, I really think it's one of the worst losses the, the team has ever had. I mean, that Hawks team is not good. It's it's a high, you know, it's it's a standalone game. It's essentially a playoff game. And considering the stakes, because how weird of a season it's been, and and if they lose tomorrow night, and I know we're talking about, hey, you know, they, they could win and not cover, of course. But if they lose tomorrow night, it, it caps off what I think would be as an embarrassing a week the franchise has ever had if they lose both these games. I'm curious about heat culture. Are we starting to see the cracks of a team that consistently has this pedigree? You know, Spo puts together these great teams. Pat Riley, one of the best in the business at roster construction, letting guys go well before they fall off of a cliff. And now we've got a, kind of a shell of Kyle Lowry, even though he played really well in that last game. Jimmy Butler, he's not getting any younger. Like, where are you at emotionally with this Heat team and and what it means if they lose tomorrow? Yeah, if they lose... See, I I think there is probably a portion, maybe a large portion, of the fan base that wants them to lose tomorrow. Now, I'm not part of that, you know, portion of the fan base, but I'm also not begrudging those fans who feel that way because I think they've seen the writing on the wall the entire season. Literally, like this has been a hard season because even seasons that are up and down, you feel like you could point to at least a few games where it was like, all right, that was awesome. You know, remember that game? Remember that moment? And like, we have, we've had hardly any of those kind of moments. So it's been a really long, crappy season. And Usually you go into the playoffs and it's like, all right, everyone fears the heat and heat culture and, you know, they're going to give Boston a problem. Well, now they're not even going to face Boston. So now it's like, all right, they'll give Milwaukee a problem. But I, I can't even muster up the energy to feel that way because you're, you're, really, you're really going out on a limb if you think after everything we've seen or really everything we haven't seen 
this year out of this team that all of a sudden some kind of light is going to switch. Now, I don't think there's anything, I don't think it's a heat culture thing and there are cracks in the walls in the foundation or anything like that. You know, people forget the Heat made the NBA Finals in 2020, and then the very next year in 21, they had a pretty middling regular season and got swept right out the first round of the playoffs. And then the very next year, which is last year, they're awesome again, and they're the number one seed. Overall, I think what's happened when it comes to Pat Riley and the front office and the way they build the team, I think this is one of those years where the 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 signing of the older players who you're kind of hoping hey maybe we could hit on this guy like Victor Oladipo at a good value and maybe we could sign this guy and you know get one last drop out of him in Kevin Love and we have the younger guys who have come up in our system who are undrafted and Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and of course Duncan Robinson who never plays anymore and I think this was one of those years where it's like all of that caught up to them where they've had so much success milking that last drop out of some guys with the good value, and the G League guys have taken them to places. And I feel like this year was kind of, yeah, that stuff's not working this year because there's a reason why all of those guys were either let go by their former club, the veteran players, or there's a reason why, you know, player A, player B was never drafted and were G League guys at one point. And I feel like it's all happened at the same time. It's it's there's a certain point too where like the bills finally come in right they keep working these sign and trade deals and which is I think it's just been incredible it's why I never rule out the heat in any season because he finds a way to get guys he can't afford but like at some point there has to be some sort of limit I, I mean if they if they lose to the Bulls tomorrow which you know we've certainly both sat here at least Tristan and I have said that that's what we think is going to happen they hit an off season where they got to start thinking about making these tough decisions where they have to start thinking about is it a rebuild how do we break this thing down or how do we still keep competing I still don't rule out the possibility that they go and find some way and I don't even know how they could do it with the numbers that they just find some way to go and just retool this roster and get other I don't want to say stars but good talent on there somehow some way that makes this team at least a competitive team in the Eastern Conference next year I don't even know if it's possible but like that's really just that's what they've built I feel like where you have that confidence almost like you don't rule them out like you wouldn't rule out Bill Belichick for years. That's a lot different now, but we felt that way for a long time. Yeah. Like, is that the feeling around this organization where it's, okay, if they hit this offseason and they lose this game, or even if they lose in the first round, doesn't really matter, that they're just going to find a way to make this thing right as opposed to a complete teardown? I don't see Pat Riley doing a complete teardown. Yeah, there's they, they don't rebuild. There, There's yeah. not going to be any kind of teardown for two reasons. Number one, it's not the way the organization operates. They essentially did it one time. And, you know, the tanking and the rebuilding, and it ended, it, it was the 2008 season. They got the number two overall pick. It ended up in Michael Beasley, and it was a disaster. It didn't work. They totally tanked the last half of that year. Pat Riley even took off the last week of the season, and Ron Rothstein at the time was assistant coach and stepped in and coached the last few games. It didn't work. They, they don't rebuild, okay? They reload. So that's for one. It's not in the organization's it, – it, it's, not, it's not their MO. Number two, Pat Riley, he's, he's up there in age. Uh, he's still super handsome, guys, all right? But don't let it fool you. He's getting up there in age. And he's not about any kind of rebuild where we got a new five-year plan here. I'll see you when I'm 80 years old. That's not happening, okay? But I will say that in today's NBA – a core being together for four years, that's a long time. And this year, Butler, Adebayo, Hero, this is their fourth year. And they've had success. I mean, they got to the, like, 
you can have success in this league without winning the whole thing. It's it, only one team has success every year. It's a little bit silly, but they, they got to the finals. They were a shot away from the finals again last year. It, it, it could be, hey, we've kind of reached the end of the run here because, like I said, four years is kind of a long time with the same group. Yeah, and I'm looking at this roster, Zaz, and I hate to beat a dead horse here, but you got eight guys on the roster for next year, and you're still over the salary cap by, like, $17 million. You only got eight guys on the roster. I didn't realize, silly me, that Kyle Lowry's on the books next year for 30 mil. Terrible. Duncan Te- why are you reminding me that? Like, it, it's 10.30 at night here, Trista. I was in a good mood here. You know, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. I got a play-in game. Uh, I'm going to rest the rest of the night. And now you're going to send me to bed. I'm annoyed because you're reminding me Kyle Lowry's on the hook for another 40, $30 million next year. $48 million between Duncan Robinson and Jeez. Kyle Lowry that are basically lawn furniture. What are we doing yep. here, Zaz? Tell me the solution. Give me a solution for how this gets fixed. Well, for one, uh, I, I think I think Duncan Robinson, like I, I do believe they're going to be able to trade Duncan Robinson's contract. All right, it's not like he, he he does one thing. Okay, that's the problem. He only does one thing, and and he does that thing really well. Now, the reason that the Heat don't let him do the one thing that he does really well anymore is because the Heat don't play that game where if you don't play on the defensive end, it, like we're not giving you any run, and he's not a good defensive player. Now, there are plenty of teams who are willing to overlook that because the one thing he does really well, he does really, really well, and we know is important in this league. So I do believe that they're going to be able to trade that salary slot. The Lowry part is so, like, they definitely tried hard to move him at the trade deadline. Definitely tried hard. No one was interested. Why would anyone have been interested? Now, he looked great the other night. And, uh, you know, Fans down here, Zaslo, you bet you better get on your show the next day. You better give Kyle Lowry some credits. And I'm like, I want him to play well. If he plays well, the team has a better chance to win. I don't want him to not play well. So I think you're hoping that he looks good again tomorrow. And you say, and you believe him when he said, "Yeah, I was hurt. That that's why I wasn't playing well." And look, the reality is, it's the final year of a contract next year. So if you want to believe that the reason he wasn't playing well was because he was trying to play through some pain, well, you can move a guy who's on the final year of his contract. Like, that's totally doable. If they do get that from Kyle Lowry again, and Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler, and they beat the Bulls, how many games did they win in the first round of the playoffs against the Bucks? Like, am I the only one who... I, I talked about this this morning. First of all, I, I love the playing. I don't know how you guys feel. Oh, oh look at you. Are, I love it. Really? Yes, Just give me I a straight it. goose egg. Just give me no. a straight goose egg there, Trista. Is yeah, that what zero. you're doing? You're, you're getting, zero, you're uh, getting <laughs> zero games off the book. I don't know how you guys have felt about the playing. I love it. Yeah. But the thing that I've noticed so far, every game and every team except for the Heat has looked like they're in a playoff game. Like, the Heat totally – it was like they just went through the motions the other day. And Jimmy Butler, uh, what, he missed 10 layups, you know? Oh, man. Bam was a no-show on the offensive end. They, they couldn't get a single uh, anything out of their bench, um, except for Lowry, of course. So it, it's just a weird thing. Like, everyone treated it like a playoff game against the Heat. I, I, I think you're going to see that desperation tomorrow night. Uh, if they were to get past tomorrow night, I mean – Everyone likes to say the Heat guard Giannis as well as everyone as anyone does, and that's true. But I'm, like, this isn't the same Bucks team that the Heat beat three years ago in the bubble. I forget that it was in the bubble, okay? But th- this is not the same Bucks team. I think this is the best team in the league. The Bucks. 
I think they've been the best team in the league really for most of the season. I think they're going to win the whole thing. Uh, if, if, guys, listen, first round might first round might be a little bit ugly. It might, might. <laughs> I talked to somebody who knows uh, Joe Mazzula quite well. And, and I didn't know this when we were talking about the Boston Celtics. And he asked me how I felt about him. I said, you know, I like Boston, but I'm not sure how I feel about brand new head coach Joe Mazzula when it comes to crunch time. I'm not sure how much I like his out-of-bounds timeouts, like plays plays out of timeouts. And he said, you know, Joe Mazzula sometimes can't believe he's the head coach of the Boston Celtics either. <laughs> I said, oh, well, that's a little T. Zaz, you think that Boston could get upset in the second round, maybe against Philly, if Embiid does Embiid things. No, no, no. I, I don't trust. I don't trust Philly at all. Mm-hmm. Like if, if the Heat, and I don't have any reason to trust Philly. And yeah. and if the Heat were to have, like, it was looking for a while, the Heat could have jumped up to six. So it's like, who are we going to play in the first round, Boston or Philadelphia? If, if that was the case, and you guys had me on the show here, I would straight up tell you the Heat are going to beat the Sixers in the first round. I straight up, I would have picked the Heat to beat the Sixers. I think they'd have given Boston some trouble. I wouldn't have picked them against Boston. I don't trust that Philadelphia team whatsoever. I don't trust the coach. I don't trust James Harden. And you know what? Embiid's never been out of the second round, you know? And Embiid doesn't have that big, big game, big win moment yet in his career. Now, is it going to happen this year? It might, but I haven't seen it yet. I don't trust that Philly team whatsoever. You know, I am the same way, and I'm glad you said that because people are starting to try and talk themselves into and convince themselves that the Sixers are more than what they are. Sometimes people just show you what they are. When they do it enough, you know that that's what they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a collection of players that show us time and time again who they are. I mean, Embiid's gotten to another level, but he can't do this whole thing by himself. I don't trust Harden. I don't trust Doc Rivers either. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I think the Sixers are, to me, it's Boston and Milwaukee. And that's it. I think in a year, we're talking Cleveland, uh, maybe my Knicks in a year or two, and they can, you know, fix a couple of things on that roster. But, yeah, I, it's it's those two teams in the East. Jonathan Zaslow, host of the Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast. Really appreciate you coming on with us, man.